0: Welcome to Currency Shift, the podcast where we showcase and share insights from first, only, and the disruptive. These are people who are creating new lanes and carving new paths for women, people of color, and diversity and inclusion. My name is Shade Simone. Let's get started. On today's show, we have Myrna L. Datilas, and she is a seasoned sales professional a writer, event coordinator, and a dreamer. She had dreams of being a Broadway star, but they were deferred. So what she does is she lives vicariously through other dreamers via her blog. It's called A Colorful Dreamer. She features new dreamers each month and has a list that grows and grows as she finds new individuals to feature. You can find her blog and learn about new dreamers each and every week. You can also find her at acolorfuldreamer.com and you can follow her on Instagram at beloved underscore dimples. We have Myrna in the house. Hey. Hi, Myrna. Hi,
1: how are you? I
0: am well. Let's cheers before we begin to dive deep into your journey. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Mike. Cheers. Let's take a little sip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So we have Myrna L. Datilis in the house today, and I'm really excited to showcase her journey and her story. She started off as a sales professional, shifted to blogger and events coordinator all around Harlem and New York City. So before we start where you are now and where you're going, let's take 10 steps back to how your journey began. <clears throat> All right. So tell us what were your aspirations and your dreams when you were younger?
1: Okay. So I was well I am the middle child, so I have the middle child syndrome, which is <laughs> I always need the attention and like look at me, look at me. And the way I got that was through performing arts. So when I was younger, I was in choir, I was in the band, and my choir, we auditioned for a Broadway play. Mm-hmm. um Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat when I was 9 going on 10 and we made it. Mm-hmm. Um so I performed on Broadway. I was homeschooled and everything like that. I had that whole experience. And when I got a taste of that stage, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, like this is what I want to do for the rest of my life." But the only issue was my parents let me have that creative outlet, <clears throat> excuse me, until I reached high school and they were like, "All right, it's time for you to figure out what you really want to do with your life."
0: Hold on wait. And tell them a little bit about your, your parents and mm-hmm. to give about that the history. Yeah. yeah.
1: The reason why <clears throat> it was like, okay, now it's time for you to get serious is because my parents are Haitian. So I'm Haitian American. I was born here. And with any person that's from another culture, specifically what I, from what I know is the West Indies, the West Indies, they want you to either be a doctor, a nurse, or a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so, my dreams were a bit deferred because they looked at the creative outlet as just like fun. Mm. Mind you, my father's a musician. (laughs) Okay. So it was just like, but he's, he looks at it like it's a struggle. So it's not something that's going to get you money right away. So that's why they didn't want me to have to go through the same thing. But unbeknownst to them, it was truly my passion, but Mm -hmm. because I wanted to make sure that they were happy with me and not disappoint them. I, I shifted my focus. Um, and so I dived into sales. I found out I was a really great saleswoman. So, mm-hmm. I have over 15 years of sales experience. And but I realized that I was still suppressing what my creative outlet. So, I had started blogging. Mm-hmm. And um I know we'll transition into that in a bit, but my blogging helps me release some of those, you know, the yeah. that creativity that I need to get out. And um I lived through other people, but no more. I'm going to I'm going to find a way to really get back to my performing art roots
0: okay so I like the fact that you're telling us the history of your heritage and and where you're from and how that impacted your journey but tell us a little bit about that shift that occurred because there has to be some type of struggle in that shift from going from trying to Uh, live up to what your parents want of you, but then also trying to do what you truly desire. Yeah. So like, how did you shift because sales is not a lawyer, a doctor (laughs) or or any of that. So how did you help make sense of that to your parents or just for yourself?
1: Well, I helped make sense of it because they realized I was actually great at it because as soon as I started off in sales, I was getting promotion after promotion and it was making me money. Very lucrative. It was very lucrative. Yeah. So they were just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you can go with that. Yeah. So I just stayed focused on that. But I would sporadically write. Like I had a book of poems that I would write. I used to journal very heavily. Um, mm-hmm. But they didn't know much about that. It was just my way of still releasing all of that. And I still sang and danced around the house a lot. <laughs> so they know I still had it in me to yes. do. Um, But I realized the shift occurred when I realized that I was putting myself on the back burner to make them the forefront. And as I got older, I realized, wait, I'm becoming a woman. I'm not a child anymore. I don't have to make them happy every step of the way. And now I it's time for me to make my own life decisions. Mm, say,
0: say that again, though, because there's a lot of <laughs> listeners out there who are kind of trapped under their parents' thumb. I don't mm. mean trapped. Like, don't get mad at me, guys. Like, not trapped, but you have this belief that you have to do what your parents say, even into adulthood. So mm-hmm. repeat what you said about when you realized that what you needed to do and what you had to do for
1: yourself. I had to... Put myself first and put my parents and their thoughts and their opinions pretty much on the back burner because for so long I've made them mm-hmm. happy and I wasn't. Yes. It's just like when you first start dating. I know this is weird, but when I first started dating, I would never eat any food that would make my mouth like sloppy, like, you know, like um, spaghetti, spaghetti or yeah. anything that, and I, I would leave dates hungry. <laughs> And I'm like, F that, I'm not doing that anymore. You're going to see that. I like to eat. You eat, I eat. So that's where I'm at with it. Like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to be hungry anymore. Yeah. You for them, salad. I'm not going to starve. I'm going to feed myself mm-hmm. and really pour into myself so that my dreams come, can come to life.
0: Yes, that is very important, like, for the listeners is like, you really want to make sure that you're doing what's best for you. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this whole slogan, living my best life. It's living my best life, not my parents' version, not my friends' version, not society's version of what my life should look like. Mm -hmm. So, why did you decide From, like, doing sales, like, why did you decide to start blogging? Like, when did that idea occur that blogging was going to be an outlet, but then a lucrative outlet?
1: Mm -hmm. It's not lucrative yet. The goal is to make it lucrative. But I basically it's just I, I was around so many people or I am around so many people such as yourself that they follow their dreams. They it's like they don't let anything hold them back. And they're like, this is what I want to do. And I have a business plan. I'm mapping out and I'm going to do it. And I'm like, wow, I wish I can be like that. I used to be like that. Where is that Myrna? So I was like, you know what? If I start writing about these people, maybe I'll learn something with each person that I feature. And I can kind of go through that journey with them. And what it did or what it's still doing is fueling me. Mm -hmm. And it's helping me to become more audacious because they're already audacious. That's why I'm featuring them. Mm -hmm. So now I'm bold enough now where if I go to an event and someone tells their story and it's so amazing, I have no problem to come up to you and say, listen, this is what I do. I would love to feature you. The old Myrna was so scared and I would have to ask for like a soft introduction or I would just only feature my friends because they knew me. Mm -hmm. But now mm -mm, I'll walk up to you or I'll slide right in that DM. (laughs) And I make it happen. And I'm telling you, the DMs, sliding in the DMs professionally works.
0: That's a good transition. So the whole premise behind this uh, this podcast is that you're a disruptor, right? You're carving out your own path, but you're doing it differently from all the other bloggers that are out there. And what social currency is, is you're building social networks to gain access, influence, resources, and networking in the digital space that affects you online and offline. Like I don't know if you guys have checked out uh, at beloved underscore dimples, but she has over sixty one hundred followers. Right? How are you using your social media? You gave us a little tidbit. You slide in DMs, but how are you using social media to really book your your guests for your blogs and really get out there?
1: Um, I I listen to what my followers want or need for me. Like I test it out based on the post that I put up there, but also I use it to let them know I am a blogger. You mm-hmm. know, this is what I'm going to do every other week. And I need you to follow me just like you follow me on here. Please go on ColorfulDreamer.com So you can read My posts, I'm becoming more creative with my Insta stories in regards to how I post about my new blog posts or the people that I am featuring. Mm-hmm. And I guide them to go to that person's page if they do have a social media page. Um So, yeah, I definitely use it to my advantage most recently because I didn't know how to do that before.
0: Why do you think it's significant or important to have as many followers as you have?
1: Well, that's the way that, you know, word of mouth. That's how I'm going to get my message across. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people that do it with less followers, yeah. They're more strategic in a way of how or when they post, and it's all about consistency. So, to be honest, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. It's about you being really consistent with your brand and your image on social media. Mm-hmm. You'll never see me post anything that has a curse word in it because that's not, that's not on brand. That's just not what yeah. I do. You know? Um, I don't do too much of like the funny memes, but I do a lot of quotes. There's a lot of selfies or like pictures of my friends and family or the dreamers. Mm-hmm. And so, be consistent with, what you want your brand to be yeah so it doesn't matter how many followers you have as long as you're consistent with that so you've worked with
0: like on your blog you've worked with craig henderson out of atlanta uh, who does with created Mm Ibby, which is really neat you've I had interviews with Amadeus. He's a producer well known. You've been to Ashley Stewart. You've had Angela Lewis from Snowfall. You've had, uh, the My Guy versus My Enemies team. Like, how do you use your, your social currency to book these people?
1: Slide of the DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I'm more strategic with the events that I attend too. Like Angela Lewis, for instance, I went to the season two premiere of Snowfall in New yeah. York City. And a friend of mine who's in PR sent me the link to that event. And I make sure when those links are sent, I RSVP right away. This is also part of my social currency. Yes. The people that I know who are around me that know my mission and they always keep me in mind when certain things are, are happening. And so with that event, it was very intimate. We got to see the screening of the show, mm-hmm. sat in the second row, and the whole cast came up, up front. And she said something that was so amazing to me where she said, sometimes you have to take a moment to sit in your dream. When she said that, I was like, oh, I need to book her. (laughs) And she's not even like one of the main people on the show, but she is in a sense like she's she's the aunt of the main person, but still. And unbeknownst to me, she really needed someone to help her get that voice out on social media. And so that was very flattering. And she and her PR team was so like happy to do this for me. And it's like, wow, if I didn't shoot my shot, it would have never happened. Right. And so that things like that make me very proud of myself because the old Myrna would have never done that. I would have second guessed it and someone else would have done it and I would have been very upset. So now I just, the the worst thing they could say is no. Yeah, that's
0: true. You can't be afraid of no, And you having that sales background. Oh, yeah. you, you understand how it feels to get hung up on, doors closed, all of that. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Uh, So everything sounds great. Like, There's a lot of positive things, but let's take a little, a little detour. Like when times are rough, like how do you deal with that? Like Mm. when somebody does give you no's, if you shoot your shot 15 times and DMs and you do get shut down so much, like how do you deal with the struggle?
1: So the old Myrna didn't know how to deal with the struggle. It was a lot of depression Mm-hmm. A lot of panic attacks or anxiety, tears, and just questioning who I am and mm-hmm. and is this something I'm really supposed to do. So if you go on my blog site, you'll see there's um, – when I used to showcase the dates of the blog posts, you would see such a large gap in between the posts. And that's because I went through those periods of like, no one's listening to me. No one wants to read this. And then I had to say No. Someone wants to read this. Someone needs to read this. Yeah. I'm reading it and my friends are reading it and they're like, "This is great." So why wouldn't someone else think that? I just have to be consistent enough for them to be like, "Oh, okay, she's she's really doing her thing." So when I get the nose, if I get the nose on Instagram or even in person, mm-hmm. I say, "Okay, thank you so much for your time. I, I you know, I congratulate them on what they're doing, and I'm hoping that I can book you in the future." And then I show them or I tag them. And like <laughs> blog a blog announcements, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Or any photos I may take at events. You're gonna get tagged until you realize, okay, she means business. Maybe I should let her interview me. It's not that serious. But to be honest, I haven't had anyone really reject me to do a blog. Not that many.
0: Yeah. So you, you touched on a good um a good point as far as, like, depression and mental health, like, what are some of the things that you do to stay grounded and to stay positive when you do feel yourself slipping into that, into that rut or mm-hmm. that darkness or that sadness? Like, what are some tips that you can give listeners from your experience yeah. of what you do to, like, stay positive and stay, like, moving mm-hmm. forward?
1: So I, it's a lot of prayer, a lot of meditation, if that's what people choose to do instead of prayer. Um I don't write out my thoughts as much as I should, but I always schedule a good cry. I know that sounds weird, (laughs) but I can't go around every day crying like (laughs) I can't. It's not good for my face, my skin, my eyes. It's not good. So I will schedule a cry and let it all out. If it's once a week, whatever I have to do, if I have to put my gospel music on and let it out, it comes out and then I feel replenished. And that's the problem with. I feel like in this day and age, people suppress things so much. Yes. And another thing is quotes. I'm the queen of quotes. Everyone knows that my old job, I was always sending out quotes and I share with others. But to be honest, it's me helping me. But me helping me is helping others. Mm -hmm. And so that makes me feel better as a person.
0: That's really good. And I appreciate your, your honesty with talking about crying. Like, I'm a big, I'm one of those ones where I was raised by guys. So it's like, no tears. You know, tears are a sign of weakness. But I remember one of my friends told me one day that, uh, tears are just your body's way of letting out emotion in a liquid form. Mm-hmm. It sounded crazy, but then it just made sense to me. It was what I needed to feel better about crying. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate my friend for doing that, but that, that's really brave. So you actually schedule it out and you force it out of you. Like if you know that you need to cry.
1: Yes, there are some times where I'm, I'm like so frazzled or I feel so stressed and I'm like, what is going on? And yeah. then I realized, oh, my gosh, I have not cried in a while. I'm going to schedule a cry. My friends laugh at me every time I say it. I was like, I'm going to schedule a cry. I'm going to go home, take a nice shower, have a glass of wine, and I'm going to cry. And they're like, what? I was like, try it sometime, and then you'll understand. And it works.
0: No, that's good. That's really, really good. Like, I appreciate a good cry. Good. But my cries come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I could be at work. And I'll feel some liquid flowing down my face like Denzel in that movie where he had that one <laughs> like your team. eyes are sweating. <laughs> yeah, and I just I have to say, mm not today. And then I have to go to the bathroom or whatever. But, no, scheduling a cry is good. Crying is not a sign of weakness. No. It's actually a good thing. It's
1: a sign of strength, to be honest. I feel yeah. like anyone who's willing to expose their emotions in such a way, that's strength because society teaches you so much to suppress it. But I'm brave enough to be like, no, F that. I need to get this out.
0: Yeah, like you, you, to you, you taught me control. that actually, yeah. mm-hmm. because guys, I'm really private. I'm really reserved, but then I'm also really like, when stuff gets to me, I just let it like build up, build up, build up. Um, and Myrna actually taught me because she's really emotional. Like yes, there, like she wears it on her sleeve. She don't care. She's <laughs> one of those like, take me as I am. And so she actually taught me the importance of like releasing that emotional energy, that build up. Um, and you have to figure out in your own way, how you have to release whatever stress or whatever emotion you're going through. Yep. And it takes time. It was I, it was awkward, but it was beneficial. Uh, shout out to your life coach. Yes. What's her name?
1: Ellen Schweitzer. Mm. And if I said your last name wrong, I apologize, Ellen. <laughs> but I will fix it later. But she is my girl, and she might be my life coach for the rest of my life. Um Yes, find her on Yelp. She's amazing.
0: When... Everything's said and done, right? You and your parents are on a good note. You're doing your thing in sales. You're doing account management, right? Correct. All right. And now you have your blog. It's taken off. You have your Instagram. You have your followers. Like, everything seems to sync. But if you had to give people one piece of advice Mm -hmm. to put on a Post-it, what piece of advice would you give?
1: You know what it is, but I'll just say for everyone to hear It's not how you start. It is how you finish.
0: Describe that a little bit. Explain it.
1: So I know everyone has seen that meme where it shows you the difference between like this little person and there's like a straight line going up. And then there's another little person and there's a line and it's like swiggly, swiggly and it's going up. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. In life, you're born with a clean slate. Then you go through things and these things can push you back. But I always say, I used to go to this mega church in Jersey, and my pastor used to say, the setback is setting you up for a comeback. Mm. So you have to take a two-step, like Paula had to write two steps forward, two steps back, whatever (laughs) she's saying. (laughs) It's like a slingshot, right? You go all the way back just for it to push you all the way forward. And you're going to have to go through that so many times throughout life. Mm. So you can't just take like, oh, my God, I came from this affluent family and duh, 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 duh. because I grew up very well. Very, very. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was a little bougie, you know, luxurious life. And then my parents separated and things just shifted. And it was Very weird for me because I never thought I would have had to go through something like that. Mm -hmm. And so that was a step back for me because it affected me emotionally, which means it started to affect me professionally. And I looked at myself differently and questioned so much because how are you divorcing after 25 years? It just messed me up. Mm -hmm. And then I had to take that, deal with it, and then I went forward. And then I had other – I hit 30, and I don't know what happened, and everything just went to crap. And I'm like, whoa, I just hit 30. How how does this happen? And I had to figure that all out. And then I went forward. So it's just like a whole bunch of tug of war. But at the very end, you have to make sure that you finish up strong. Mm -hmm. And you're always grateful and thankful from where you were to where you are now. As long as you have a roof over your head, you have water to drink and some food to put in your stomach, Mm -hmm. you're better than the next person that's laying on the street. Mm -hmm. And when you think of it like that, it's about perspective. Then you'll be fine. Mm -hmm.
0: That's good SD, advice, right?
1: So, so a lot of aha tweetable <laughs> <laughs> Oprah, you hear me?
0: <laughs> so, your quote would be: "It's not how you start, but how you finish." Yes, and know that there's going to be detours on the way, but don't get discouraged. Exactly. Okay, very good. So, we're going into the speed round. This is my favorite part of the show. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to say say something. And then you just reply with the first thing that
1: comes to mind. Oh, this is going to be tough for me. I'm over, I'm an overthinker. So bear with me. It's not going to be that speedy. I'm just being honest.
0: It might be. I don't know. We got champagne in our systems. That's in my- true. That's true. <laughs> All right. So favorite band?
1: Band? Mm hmm. Come on, bro. Or group? Okay. Earth, Wind, and Fire.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Earth, Wind, and Fire. All right. Favorite drink?
1: Margaritas. Mm, role model. <laughs> oh man, role model. Can we go back to that one? No, you
0: can't go back. No. Oh. Okay, we can go back. We'll make that rule. No. My sister, Your my sister. My sister. Yeah. All right. Vasty. Luxury item.
1: Fenty lip gloss.
0: <laughs> Your favorite food.
1: Macaroni cheese.
0: Favorite country to visit?
1: Oh, man. This is tough. I love Haiti, but Jamaica's number one. Mm. So far, I know that's a problem. I feel like, I feel like your Instagram. Ooh, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Ooh, scratch that. I don't no, know. My country already rejected said me? No, you already said it. IT, IT, IT. <laughs> Best way to give back. Best way to give back? My quotes. My quotes give back. Life to people, <laughs> retirement place. Um, ooh, Haiti. All right, there you go.
0: Good cleanup. <laughs> Your favorite cartoon?
1: Bob's Burgers. Drama. What do you mean? A drama. Sh- a show.
0: What What comes to mind when I say drama? Law
1: and Order. Mm, I like Law and Order. Mm-hmm. That's right. for you. Comedy. Family Guy.
0: Mm. All right. Myrna, it's been a pleasure. Is there anything that you want the audience to know about yourself, Mm -hmm. your business, your aspirations, any advice you want to give them before we close out?
1: I am also an events coordinator. And so I do have a happy hour series called Harlem Hump Day. I will be bringing that to Newark, New Jersey as well. Please go on www.acolorfuldreamer.com please follow my blog on instagram follow me at beloved underscore dimples i'm also a twitter that's my twitter handle as well and yeah i just love all the support and if you know any colorful dreamers you'd like me to feature don't hesitate to email me at a colorful dreamer the number one at gmail.com
0: and sliding her dms too yeah
1: <laughs> don't say nothing crazy though
0: all right Myrna thank you for being on the show this was tons of fun don't forget to follow her on IG and Twitter at on beloved dimples underscore
1: beloved underscore dimples I I messed that all up mm -hmm.
0: sorry guys this is the champagne man like we get lit up in here uh so it's at beloved underscore dimples yep
1: all right it was a pleasure thank you so much for having me no
0: problem Thank you for joining the conversation. To learn more about Currency Shift, go to CurrencyShiftNow.com. If you feel as though you meet the criteria for the first, the only, or the disruptive, send us an email at info at CurrencyShiftNow.com. Until next time, keep pushing, stay motivated, and stay encouraged.